0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Retrospection. In this episode, we're taking a look at the popular cult British TV series, The Professionals. My name's Colin, and kick them in the ghoulies first.
1: Oh, I was going to do that one. (laughs) And I'm Paul, and there's wandering hands with a vengeance. Nice, well that's more apt for you. I beg your pardon?
0: (laughs) Oh, did you not hear me? I said that's more apt... (laughs) All right, fair enough. The Professionals is about CI5, or Criminal Intelligence 5. It's a British law enforcement agency, instructed by the Home Secretary to use any means to deal with crimes of a serious nature that can go beyond the capacity of the police, but which are not tasks for the security service or the military.
1: One of the many things I learned in this episode was what CI5 stood for. You never knew before? No, I mean, I knew it was CI5. Obviously, I've seen the professionals before, but I never knew what it stood for.
0: Oh, well, do you know how I knew it stood for that? Because I used to have the CI5 kit with the badge and the walkie-talkie that squirted water for some reason and (laughs) the plastic gun.
1: Oh, can you imagine if they had that in the show? A (laughs) walkie-talkie that squirted water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just picks it up and uses
1: it. (laughs) Come here, you Muppet, it. I'm going to splash you in the face.
0: Oh, that sounds more threatening. Especially
1: (laughs) in the 70s. You've
0: you've seen some films like that, haven't you? Again, I
1: don't know what you're talking about.
0: Already with the filth, Paul. Shocking, shocking. Grow up. The series starts three main characters. Gordon Jackson as George Cowley. Merton Shaw as Doyle. Lewis Collins as Bodie. Now, this episode also features Bridget Bryce as Betty, Steve Alder as Murphy, Pat Gorman as CI5 agent, and Pamela Stevenson, who is credited as Attractive Blonde. (laughs) Not even as a nurse. She has a name in in the actual episode. We're definitely in the 70s, aren't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So The Professionals was created by Brian Clemens, who had previously worked on pretty much Every British TV series, including The Avengers, The Persuaders, and Bergerac. It ran from 1977 to
1: 1983. I was surprised. I didn't realize it ran for so long.
0: Yeah, how many seasons is that? Whoa, so, oh, gosh. Uh, five, four? Oof, four, right? That's a lot <laughs> that for a name? British
1: TV show, though, isn't it? They don't normally la- yes. last that long.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty much only you know finished because both actors had lost interest in it at this point.
1: It's what we call in the trade, I suppose, the Starsky and Hutch. Uh... <laughs>
0: Although Martin Shaw sure gave his resignation in six weeks after starting filming.
1: <laughs> yes, he, he, he's got a bit of a, a history with this programme, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he does, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but before that, in pre-production, it was originally called The A-Squad.
1: Yeah, there were a few titles, weren't there?
0: The Squad mm-hmm. got shot into that. Before it became the professionals.
1: Mm-hmm. The A squad yeah. doesn't really mean anything, though, does it?
0: <laughs> Not really. Yeah. yeah, Soul Squad.
1: Yeah, Soul Squad. Well, there's a few <laughs> of those, definitely. <laughs>
0: yeah. P- Piers Morgan comes around and investigates your crime.
1: <laughs> oh, he's perfect for the, for the professionals in the 70s, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, this was created because ITV were getting trounced in the Saturday night ratings by the BBC. For example, on BBC One at September 1976, you would have an evening of Doctor Who, Bruce Forsyth for The Generation Game, The Duchess of Duke Street, The Two Ronnies, Stursky and Hutch, Match of the Day and Perkinson.
1: You take out Match of the Day and I'm fully in. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because Stursky and Hutch had been a huge success for the BBC at this time, so ITV wanted something similar, but homegrown. Do
1: you think it stands up against Stursky and Hutch? Uh, actually, yes,
0: but it's, it's the inverse of Stursky and Hutch. So Stursky and Hutch gets worse, but Professionals actually gets better.
1: Oh, right, okay.
0: Uh, Clemens didn't want to have the same kind of relationship between his two leads that there is in Stursky and Hutch. He wanted them to be antagonistic.
1: Yeah, they, they almost seem like they can't stand each other. Which is funny, that really, isn't it? Yeah.
0: He gives an example of what he was going for. He says, that um, imagine they're going on an assignment about a missing fish. One would reminisce about the time he kept goldfish as a child, and the other would say, the only fish I like is wrapped in batter.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but of course... That carried on into the private lives as well because they just didn't get on very well.
1: Yeah, because um, Lewis Collins wasn't the original choice for the role, was he?
0: No, he wasn't.
1: It was Anthony Andrews, wasn't it? Yep. He actually he filmed a few he filmed a few ep- uh, a few days of filming, didn't he?
0: Yes, he did. Yeah, but when they looked at the dailies, um, they found that because Merton Shaw actually was friends with Anthony Andrews anyway. They found that mm-hmm. they were just, they came across like two actors. They were the same and they were always giggling apparently and laughing and being jolly. And there right. was no chemistry between them whatsoever.
1: Which is really strange, I suppose, in, it, it could because um, Lewis Collins and Martin Shaw didn't get on, but there's great chemistry on screen between them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just goes to show, right?
1: Well, look at Chips. Oh. I don't oh, mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I'm hungry now. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned Chip, <laughs> no, should I? Know? No, no, not this <laughs> early in the evening. No,
0: no. Yeah, and uh, no, I... Clemens chose Lewis Collins because he remembered that he played opposite Martin Shaw in a episode of New Avengers.
1: Have you seen this episode?
0: Yes. Is it? Are they similar? Um, no. But you could tell. Like, there's, there's definitely they're two different people. You can see that hmm yeah. I, and I think that's... I suppose
1: nobody, want, n- nobody wants to watch a show where the two main characters are virtually identical.
0: Oh, are you, No. Yeah, no one wants to watch a show or listen to a podcast where the two main people like each other. That's right.
1: <laughs> Again, I don't know what you're
0: talking about. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, and, but Mertyshire, it's funny because they said Mertyshire looked down on Lewis Collins because he didn't see Lewis Collins as being an actor because Lewis Collins was a musician. He played bass for the Mojos. He'd come up for music and then just decided to drop into acting. Mm-hmm. Whereas Martin Shaw so was, it... you know, theatre.
1: So there was a little bit of um, snobbery going on. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, it seems to be from what I've read, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but ju- just from this episode, I mean... Neither of them really stand out in this because they're eclipsed by Gordon Jackson in this episode, I think, because he gets arguably some of the best moments in this episode. But generally, I would say that Lewis Collins is the one that has the the more personality on screen than Martin Shaw. He's, he's the more watchable actor, I think. He's yeah. the more interesting person. Yeah. Character yeah. As, we, as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the episode we're going to talk about is called Old Dog's with new tricks. Now, this isn't mm-hmm. the first episode that was shown. It's episode three. But it is the first episode that was actually made. And it is the script that convinced London Weekend Television to make the first 13 episodes.
1: Yeah, because we, we had a bit of a debate, didn't we, about what to go with for, for what we would count as the first episode.
0: Right, because this doesn't have a distinct pilot like most shows do. We?
1: No, no. they kind of you, you just kind of dropped in on a day yeah. of, of what's happening, aren't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Weirdly, um, Gordon Jackson wasn't available when they started filming. So his scenes, a lot of his scenes are actually filmed later when they actually started filming other episodes.
1: Oh, so they filmed the, the stuff with him for this episode while they were also filming yeah. later. Oh, right. Oh, that's interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, did did you um, see the fact that Martin Shaw apparently blocked the repeat showings for a long time?
0: Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Yeah, mm. uh, which annoyed Lewis Collins because it meant he wasn't getting paid for repeat fees. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. And apparently he only he only gave in one day when it was pointed out to him that Gordon Jackson's widow could do with the money.
0: Yeah, that's a little weird.
1: Yeah, there's two versions of it, isn't there? They're saying that the the on the one hand, it could be that he hated the show or on the other side of it is that he was scared of being typecast. I think it was probably more the typecast thing.
0: Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is directed by Sidney Hayes, who is an interesting character. He'd been a fighter pilot in World War II, but now mm-hmm. he turned into directing and he's been involved in pretty much everything we used to watch.
1: Give me some examples. All
0: right, strap in. All right. The the Avengers, the new Avengers, and then he moved to the States. He directed Galactica 1980, uh, oh Earth God. Parts 1, 2, and 3, episodes of The Full Guy, Magnum P.I., Remington Steel, T.J. Hooker, Erwolf, Hunter, Knight Rider, Hardcastle and McCormick, The A-Team, Skircrow and Mrs. King, Baywatch, and more. He got around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Last thing <laughs> he directed before passing away was an episode of CI5 The New Professionals.
1: Oh god. <laughs> uh, circle of life. Yeah, well, you could call it that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, have have you uh you watched a few of those, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh um, worth worth my time or I mean, it's got Edward As a cu- Woodward
0: in it, so... Yeah, I mean, it's got Edward Woodward in it. Um, for curiosity value, yes, but the main leads don't have anywhere near the chemistry that the originals
1: do. I kind of imagine that was probably going to be the case, to be honest. Yeah.
0: And for a series that focuses on that, that's a problem. Yeah.
1: Apparently, a lot of the um, the sort of quote-unquote laddish banter between the two leads was just improvised.
0: There's not so much in this episode. Right, it gets There's more not. as the series goes on.
1: Yeah, apparently it was just um, they just did it to amuse the crew at the time, and and they they it became a thing, and they left it in because people realised that they kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, it works. Hmm. I was quite surprised to see that there was an episode banned in the UK. Apparently, it's never yes. been shown.
0: Yes, is that the Klansman?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why? Why are they doing an episode about the Ku Klux Klan in the UK?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and why is that banned in the UK? I mean, I it was know. going to be banned anywhere. I could imagine it being banned in the States, but but not here. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they did an episode about the IRA, I could understand that being banned. You know, yeah, in the like same the way that my episode. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But that's a weird one. Apparently, Lewis Collins was a paratrooper in real life at some point, wasn't he? He
0: actually tried out for SAS but they didn't allow him because he was too famous.
1: Yes, I remember we talked about this when we did yeah. our episode about uh, Who Does Wins, didn't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. And let's let's be honest, the, the greatest crime of cinema is that Lewis Collins was never James Bond.
1: Do you know what? There's a scene in, in The Professionals, um, and it's not an action scene or anything like that. It's the scene where they're just walking down the corridor with um, Cowley. Right, right, um, and he, and he sees a woman, and he goes, "A woman? <laughs> Is it that? <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he, he's walking down the corridor with Kylie, and he's got his hands behind his back, and he's being, he's doing that kind of bond thing where he's being respectful, but he's doing it with a bit of a nod and a wink at the same time. hmm and, and that moment, I I, I look, I watched it, and I just thought to myself, "Oh, what could have been?
0: Yeah, yeah, but apparently it was too threatening." To uh, old Mister Broccoli.
1: Well, I heard and a story. not not
0: not threatening to him, but he was too full on in the yes. audition. Yeah, that I, he scared I, Cubby Broccoli.
1: I heard a story that he came into uh, Cubby Broccoli's office, and he was he, he thought that he would be so sort of sure of himself and 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 convincing that he just walked in, sat down, and plunked his boots on his desk. And oh, and okay. Cubby, Cubby didn't like that.
0: <laughs> um, well, I think that was a mistake. It
1: well, was not definitely. the boots,
0: but Cobby not, not letting him do it. He would have been... Can you imagine him on Her Majesty's Secret Service?
1: Oh, he'd have been fantastic. Is that the time yeah. when, when... That would have been a bit too early, though, wouldn't it? I don't know. When would we be... Would it be after Roger Moore, then? I think it would have been around about sort of mid-Roger Moore during one of the times when maybe he was threatening to leave to get more money. He did that uh, okay. a couple of times, Roger, didn't he? Where he would. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was probably around about that time. It's a shame. I see. It's a shame. Yep. But you, you could, you can so see Lewis Collins in uh, *Living Daylights* or *License to Kill*, can't you? Yes. Yeah. But but then we would have been robbed of Timothy Dalton, so you can't win either way, can you?
0: No, nope, that's true.
1: Did you um, read the funny story about? Um, what happened to Martin Shaw and the child?
0: No. oh, no, it's
1: not that kind of a story. I know we're in the 70s, but oh, it's not, uh, it's yeah, not that I kind of a, a story. a bit worried
0: there. This so, is uh,
1: news. No, no, no. So apparently none of the main cast members were given trailers on set during production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they had to do between shots, they had to just rest in cars that were crew cars laying around. No, all right. So apparently Martin Shaw was asleep one day when a boy came up, knocked on the window and asked, are you Doyle off the telly? And Martin Shaw replied, yes. And he was thinking probably that he was going to have to give an autograph or something. And then the boy just punched me in the face and ran off to his friends, shouting how he just punched, punched Doyle off the telly. Kind of well,
0: that's a... terrible, but kind of amusing. It
1: is kind of a funny story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I bet you that kid to this day, if he's, if he's still with us, Still tells his friends about how he punched the guy after professionals one day. Yeah, you know, I think he regrets it now. He was a kid, probably not.
0: Yeah, probably not. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and the only other thing that I thought would be interesting to to, to share is that I I found that apparently Pierce Brosnan's in an episode, isn't he?
0: Yes, vaguely remember that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you got a real yeah. Bond and a and a potential could have been Bond.
0: That's true, yeah. Yeah. It's a small world.
1: It is a very small world in in Bond.
0: All right. So we open up on a prison. A guard is walking back and forth on a balcony. We can hear voices coming from below. It sounds like one brother talking to another. Things like, the garden's looking lovely, Henry. I've got a gardener in specially. And we track over the balcony and see below that it's a man. His name's Charlie, visiting another man in prison. They're sitting on either side of a windowed partition. The one behind the glass, Henry, seems troubled. He's not saying anything and isn't looking at his visitor.
1: So first thing I notice here is like, it's filmed very nicely. It looks very cinematic. It doesn't look like a TV show. Yeah. And I know
0: that Clemens, he used to film the event, the new Avengers in 35mm, but he's chose 16mm for the professionals to make it look a little grainy yeah. and gritty.
1: I think this is the difference as well, don't you think, between what we would get on ITV at the time and what we would get on the BBC. Because the BBC did that really strange thing where they would they would shoot in BBC studio land on what looked like videotape and then they would shoot outside on uh, on film, wouldn't they?
0: They would. I think by this period the BBC was starting to do mm-hmm. that. Uh don't forget the Sweeney was one of the first things to actually do that. They used to use sixteen millimeter cameras and film like in locations. Mm-hmm. Um and that was one of the first shows to do that. That was a Thames yeah. show, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um and then the BBC did Target, which was all yeah. film. Mm-hmm. So, But yes, usually it was film cameras for location work, video cameras for interiors, and there's a distinct difference between the two.
1: I always thought that that pulled you out of it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, we see that a lot in Doctor Who. Yeah,
1: a lot of that kind of, Blake Seven, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say yeah. that the, the, guy, just... the guy playing Henry in this, that my first thought was, I thought it was Roy Hodgson, the ex-England manager. He really, really looks like him. And that's, that's a football reference, Colin.
0: Yeah, so, so I have no idea who,
1: what? Roy Hodgson. He, honestly, he really looks like Roy Hodgson, this guy.
0: <laughs> I'll take your word for it.
1: I found it incredibly distracting. Yeah. <laughs> Just pointing it out to here. <laughs> All right. Okay.
0: So Charlie continues to tell Henry about the mum and her planned trip to Spain, and he asks if things are not too bad in prison because he's greasing enough palms, but Henry yells that he wants out.
1: There's some there's some acting going on here,
0: isn't there? There is. Henry's giving it all. He's really at his wit's end. And Charlie's pouring it on as well. <laughs> it's all good stuff. All good stuff. It, it's it's mm. like um, what's that film with Burton villain?
1: Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we cut to outside the prison and Charlie is leaving. He gets in a car with another man who I don't think we ever learned his name. It's no, he's hanging
1: around. Okay. No, I was trying to I tried to look up his name, but I couldn't find anything. Is this the same prison, by the way, that they use in Porridge?
0: Well, that's hard to say the exterior might be, but perhaps not the interior.
1: I, I was referring to the exterior, it looked very similar. Okay. But I suppose one oh. prison in the 70s probably looks like another, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, Wentworth is a popular prison for filming exteriors in the UK. The Italian job filmed its right. uh, exterior mm-hmm. at Wentworth, but its interior in the Italian job is in Ireland. Oh, okay. Coincidentally enough, the same prison that's used in Paddington Two.
1: <laughs> fun, fun Paddington the fact there for everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Paddington Two does it as a homage though to the Italian job. Right. Okay. Okay. The man asks if Henry is still running the place. Has he still got the screws jumping?
1: <laughs> that, that that line amused me for some reason. <laughs> <I> did. Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, they used to call prison Officer screws.
1: I know, I know. There's a lot of 70s vernacular in this, isn't there? <laughs> it's yes. quite fun. Yeah. It is, yeah.
0: Yeah. But Charlie tells him that Henry isn't going to make it. He has that look in his eyes. It's some, gr- some great
1: eye work, I have to say. Yeah, your favorite eye work? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's my favorite eye work. Oh, no. No, no. no I've seen no. better. But, he's, but this oh, yeah, guy's good, yeah. Okay. Marty Feldman, he had good eye work.
0: That's true, he did, yeah. 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 They have to get him out. But it's revealed that Henry is in a secure prison they'll never be able to bust him out. Yeah, not the old way. But they do things differently now, says Charlie. He shows his friend a newspaper headline about a terrorist hostage exchange. We got to a man wearing a stocking over his head who throws something into the back of a truck. It looks like a military truck and appears to be driving through a army base. There's other men in the truck. A guard tries to stop it, but the truck smashes through the barrier. The guard opens fire. The truck escapes and makes its way to a disused warehouse.
1: Oh, the, the old stockings on the head look. You don't get the old school Beano bank robber look anymore, do you? No, you don't.
0: No, you kind of miss it, right?
1: You do, you do. How it makes their noses all squished up.
0: and So they start to unload the truck and they appear to be Irish from their accents, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> what
1: do you mean, I mean you don't they're, know? They're doing accents. They're doing accents. I don't know whether they're Irish. Oh, well, where did you become something.
0: an expert on Irish accents? I'm
1: not going to... I'm not... No. You're just, trying, you're, just trying, you're just trying to lure me into something, and I'm not going to do it, Colin, so... All right. <laughs> I'm not going to do it.
0: They can't believe they've pulled this robbery off, but as they're unloading, a group of other armed men turn up. They tell the thieves to face the wall. And we cut to a shot of the warehouse garage doors from the outside. And as the camera pulls away, we hear repeated gunshots.
1: How are they repeated when he's got a double-barrel shotgun? Because there's more than one of them. There's, they've all got, see, they've all got see, guns. I only saw the one.
0: They've all got guns. Why would you only have... Hey, we're get, what are we going to do? We're going <laughs> to rob these Irish terrorists, but we're only going to carry one gun. Who gets it? Oh, hold on. Let's have a game of straws. Whoever gets the shortest draw gets the one gun we've decided to bring with us.
1: All I'm saying is I only saw the guy carrying the one gun. Let, I obviously let, missed the other.
0: Oh, I think we can assume there's more than one gun.
1: Not well, if All you right. got,
0: I've got this plunger. What are you, a <laughs> What are you going to do? I'll block him? right,
1: I'll, I'll take your word for it. They had more than one gun, Colin. Of course right. they did. God. Sorry, I'm sorry, mister. <laughs> Did you write this? (laughs) You're mildly offended.
0: And then we cut to opening credits with the iconic music, but not the iconic opening credit sequence.
1: These credits are insane, aren't they?
0: This is like...
1: There's loads of of running, fighting, shooting. At one point, someone smashes a chair over Collins' head. He just blocks it with his arms. (laughs) What's going on here?
0: It's a training session on an assault course.
1: Yeah, because Carly pulls up in a car, they jump out, they run through this assault course at crazy speed, jump back in the car and drive away again.
0: Yeah, what's strange about this is, even though this is the first filmed and it's the third episode shown, I think the first couple of episodes have a narration over this opening credit sequence. Do they? Yeah, where he explains what the professionals are. It's Carly. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: but they must have dropped it really
0: early. <clears throat> yeah, but this it's isn't the credit a great sequence we all tune. know.
1: No, it's a great theme tune, though, isn't
0: it? Oh, yeah, it's a classic. It's one of the best. It
1: it, it, it makes you just want to do forward rolls and jump through a window, doesn't it?
0: Does it really make you want to do that? Oh, yeah. I, it like, to, I like to see <laughs> you do a forward roll. I mean, forget <laughs> the window jumping. I just like to see you do a forward roll.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be more of a splay uh, on the floor, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Is that it? I'm sure I could do it. I'm sure I could do. Someone pushed me. Oh
0: right, yeah. You don't see that in the opening credits. It's just a guy being pushed by someone else, doing a forward <laughs> roll.
1: You, did, are you saying I wouldn't make the cut in CI five? Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, neither of us would, to be fair. But
1: yeah, it was the seventies, though. We might have done.
0: Yeah, you drink enough.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's true. I take it back. You'd be perfect. So we cut to, I think, a very nice shot of a wall with bodies lying alongside. I mean, as nice as a shot of dead bodies could be. But it's clearly been perfectly placed. Every body that lines of the walls, the window Mm -hmm. in the distance, perpendicular to each other. It's like a painting.
1: Yeah, we, we were talking the other day and what did you say it looked like?
0: Oh, I said it, look, it looks like a, a, ni- a cover of a 1970s crime novel. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: They messed up the credits. The credits should have been slightly to the left and lower in that space that clearly whoever designed that shot had left that space for the credits and the title to go into. <laughs> and then whoever had put that on had messed it up. But all right, not his fault. So we cut to a shot of George Cowley's door controller, CI5. He steps out and yells for Bodie and Dial. What a shouting in this episode!
1: There is there is an incredible amount of shouting in this episode. Yes, maybe the seventies was just a very shouty time.
0: Maybe. Hmm. Carly passes them a file, saying it's something they're interested in. Must be death or disaster, replies Bodie while munching a sandwich.
1: He's he's also wearing a very nice uh, cream turtleneck as well. Yes, with
0: a—is he wearing his white safari jacket at this point? I think he might be. Think, yes. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. switches later to something. Yeah. Mwah, perfect.
1: Seventies mm-hmm. fashion, eh? Great. Oh, I can't beat it. You can't. No. No. Mm. Is that the
0: fleurs? I draw the line at the fleurs. What were fleurs? I'm sure you did wear
1: fleurs at the
0: time, though. No, I don't. Th- I've never worn fleurs. No. Oh,
1: everybody. I'm sure that you you had your little big wide trousers on when you were a little nipper at the time.
0: No, I wore shorts when I was a kid. Oh God!
1: (laughs) That's right, Paul. Think about it. Short shorts. Oh, it was like an upturned ice cream cone. I would imagine, wasn't it? (laughs) You can't stop thinking about it, though. It's in your mind. I I can't. No, it's actually no, it's actually. Oh, carry on. Certainly death,
0: replies Cowley, and if it's tied into an arms robbery, then it could be a disaster. He goes back into his office and slams the door. You heard what the gentleman said, remarks Doyle. That's no gentleman, that's George Cowley. You know, George Cowley was supposed to be a gruff northerner in the script, originally.
1: I think, I think the Scottish element is much better than
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah, and Gordon Jackson's fantastic. He's just, he's Yes, just he excellent. is. And it's such a yeah. different um, character to the character that he plays in um, Upstairs, Downstairs as well, which was the other thing that he would have been really known for at the time.
0: Yeah, and he, he didn't think he was suitable for the role because he hates guns and violence and stuff like that. <laughs> a
1: bit like Roger Moore. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Also, it's interesting that he um, when he has to learn a role, he can't remember line so he has to actually take the script and spend days and days just reading it rereading it rereading it it's one of the things he didn't like doing a series because it took him away from his family because he would just have to lock himself in a room and mm-hmm. learn the script
1: but yeah it's so it's so good and real as well when he when you see him do it yeah, or, yeah. you know you you would, you wouldn't you wouldn't have a clue that that he was that it was taking him time to do this. It was right. a process, really. You
0: know. Yeah. So we go to the scene of the shooting, and it, we should point out you talked about the clothes, but the production team envisions both characters as having short hair and wearing smart suits.
1: Well, that didn't work, did it?
0: No, because Martin Shaw hated suits and didn't think it was right for his character. Mm-hmm. Also, his bubble cut hairstyle. Was his choice, and when he turned up for filming, the production crew were not happy.
1: <laughs> so, did Martin Shaw have clout at this point, then? Because it seems like he does. I think, yeah, but I think at that point, you turn up
0: for a day's filming, what are you going to do? Send him home? I suppose so, yeah, yeah. Times money. There's isn't nothing it, you in can TV. do, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay you've got to say that that takes some uh, some some stones to do that there, doesn't it? Just do what you want.
0: Yeah. And expect everyone to just I, go with it. Yeah, but I think it works. Can you imagine the professionals who are both wearing suits with the oh, same no. kind of hairstyle? No. no. No,
1: not at all. And not playing the kind of characters that they're playing.
0: Right. So Dial recognises one of the bodies. Um, it's being like an an Irish gangster that people have been looking for. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Charlie riding a motorised lawnmower, and his right-hand man, because still not got a name for this guy, shows mm-hmm. up with some plans, and says it will take an army. That's what we've got," replies Charlie. And we keep switching between this conversation and the crime scene. So we're back there now. Yeah. Bodie lists off the weapons that were taken, and now he's wearing his leather jacket. Very nice. Yep. And the weapons consist of various guns and. Grenades, which is the big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut back to Charlie's farm, and we see a character called Billy watching Charlie through a window. You know, they're, they're busy doing something. So he goes over to the top parlor and pries a box open and takes out a handgun.
1: Now, Phil Davis, the guy playing Billy, he, he was a real 70s face in British cinema and TV, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think he's yeah. in, um, I think he even turns up in an episode of. Um, I think he's in things, modern day stuff like Sherlock. I think he was probably in an episode of Life on Mars as well.
0: Yeah, wasn't he in that show called Whitechapel? Yes, I think he was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty. I think he's. I I think he's in Ripper Street as well. I think he's like he's had a little part in Ripper Street. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He always plays plays unpleasant. And I'm going to use seventies vernacular here. He always plays unpleasant little scrotes, doesn't
0: he? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the crime scene, Doyle mentions that Bodie was in Belfast. Strictly keeping the peace, replies Bodie. Whose peace? Asks Doyle.
1: There's a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Back at the farm, Billy has found the grenades and he takes one and leaves. Charlie sees him leaving, but continues talking to his friend. And he says, Friday then and a hand-picked squad. Oh, something's going on. Mm -hmm. Back at CI5, Cowley appears to be giving some kind of presentation to a mixture of police and military officers, possibly new recruits. CI5, criminal intelligence, the action squad, the big A, the squad. (laughs) The big A. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's like names nobody uses. (laughs) Their one job is to see that nobody misses... On the doorstep, and that means preventive detection, preventive action to detect, determine, prevent, or take suitable actions and/or actions against those transgressors against the law outside the norm of criminal activity. By the way, even Clemens had trouble justifying the morality of this show in the sense that it's kind of dodgy. The idea of a CI
1: five—it's very fascist, isn't it? I mean even, even yeah even Bodie points it out to him, doesn't he, that he thinks he's a little bit fascist.
0: Yeah. But then Clemens finishes by saying, Yeah, make us great TV though.
1: He's not wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he's not.
1: Yeah, I mean you you As wouldn't you talking. wouldn't like to think that this went on in real life, and I'm sure it does. But it's great on TV.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As he's talking, Bodie and Dial enter the room. They watch him continue to brief the men. Carly points out that the brief contains the phrase by any means necessary. Kick them in the ghoulies first.
1: Ghoulies is not a term that you hear much anymore, is it? You don't hear the word ghoulies anymore. I think... You?
0: <laughs> no, you don't, no. Actually, it's googlies, isn't it? Not ghoulies.
1: Does he say googly's?
0: I think he says googly's.
1: I heard it as googlies, but it could be... It could be. All right, we'll leave it at that.
0: Maybe, yeah, all right, we'll leave it at that. Do unto others what you now, hold on, do unto others now what they're still thinking about, (laughs) is what he says. (laughs) Once in a while, you'll turn a law abiding citizen into an authority-hating anarchist. That's fine.
1: (laughs) Once in a while, it's
0: all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he points out, If you make a mistake that leaves people bleeding all over the high street, then the only backing you'll get is my boot.
1: So it's fascist, but don't hurt innocent bystanders, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. 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 But how do you know they're innocent? Exactly.
1: It's all a bit grey, isn't it? (laughs) It Very.
0: As they leave, Cowley asks them what they thought of the lecture. Bodhi says it had fascist overtones. Cowley replies, fight fire with fire and slams the door behind him. Doyle tells Bodhi where Cowley got his limp. Spain. Fell off a pedal. <laughs>
1: no, he didn't. <laughs> I, at first, I thought he had a cheapo transplant in the Costa del Sol or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I assume they're talking about the Spanish Civil War with the fascists.
1: Possibly. But,
0: I mean, that would have been 1939. And this is 1977. So he's had this bullet in his leg for 30. It can the, be. Yes. He
1: must be talking about the Second World War, surely.
0: I guess yeah. so. But why would. But there's no link. The, the, the fascists in Spain is the Spanish yeah. Civil War. That's a thing people think of. Yeah. I guess it must be the.
1: We'll go with the Second yeah, World War. That would War, make yeah.
0: sense, wouldn't it? It's, even then, it's still a long time to be Living having with it. this problem. Yeah,
1: definitely. In your definitely. Like.
0: Yeah. yeah. They enter Cowley's office. This better be important, he says, because you know my feelings on the matter. Bodhi recites something I guess he hears Cowley has said many times Mm -hmm. before. Our place of work is out on the street. Any man standing around here isn't doing his job. And then Cowley gives him a look. But Bodhi tells him about the grenades and then we cut to a hospital. Two women are walking to the cars. They separate. The blonde is about to get in when Billy grabs her and points his gun at her head. Her friend runs to help, but then Billy fires a warning shot. He unpins the grenade and pushes it down into a top. Uh, it's Pamela Stevenson, isn't it? It,
1: it is yes. indeed, yes. Yes. I'm guessing that she was. This was before not the 9 o'clock news, wasn't it? Mm. Absolutely,
0: yep. yep. Back at CI 5, they're trying to figure out what the stolen weapons are for. Cowley thinks it's a bank raid, Bodie believes it's a terrorist group. Doyle says whoever it was knew the Irish lot were going to knock over the army base and knew where they were going. Cowley still insists it's a bank raid, but Bodie isn't buying it. The phone rings and Cowley answers it. It's news about the hostage taken at the hospital grounds and they learn that grenades are involved. Bodie and Doyle head over there.
1: Just as a little aside thing, I got, I got a nice feeling when I heard the trim phone ring. Oh, you did? Yeah. Do you remember the trim phones? Gave you an erection? <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, Colin. But it was, Oh, all right. It was a nice warm feeling inside. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't do it. I oh,
0: well not What's interesting about <laughs> this this first series of The Professionals is you get a lot of shots of leafy suburbs. Right, okay. Because the, the base that they the filming base was actually, you know, in the suburbs. It wasn't in London or anywhere. And so it was easier to film. So this first series is lots of like leafy green lanes and stuff. (laughs) And then when London Weekend Television saw this, they were like, can we make it a little more urban? So in the second series and further on, it's all like London-centric and gritty gritty cities and stuff and not Mm -hmm. these leafy suburbs that all this is set in. Oh, okay. All right. And also they get rid of the base that they film at because they decided that it was easy for writers whenever they got stuck to just have everybody go back to HQ and talk it out mm-hmm. and have a scene with them talking. And so they, they didn't want that anymore. So in future episodes, it's always like talking on the move, on the go. Either driving or walking or action. You know, well, got it's, just, it's just
1: more exciting, isn't it, to see visually as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: They actually tore the set down so that writers couldn't do it. Couldn't write it. <laughs> That's
1: one way of screwing the writers, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when they arrive at the scene, they get rifles out and flak jackets. They use a the car as cover and view the target. Could be our man, says Bodie. He's holding a Webley, and Bodie sees the man's hand inside the woman's top. A 34B cup. I
1: mean, it's. I know it's sexist and it's politically incorrect by our standards today, (laughs) but this is how people would have talked in the 70s, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Dial's like, what? Takes a binoculars from him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: You should know that
0: that Collins was nervous filming this because this is the very first scene that he shot and he knew that the whole crew had already filmed this with Anthony Andrews. That
1: must be that must be quite nerve wracking to know that someone else yeah. has done it before you. And, and, and to think yeah. is everyone thinking, Oh, the other guy was better.
0: Well, he was like thinking that everyone's watching him and seeing, what can this guy do then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they, if, if they know his background. Yeah. As well,
0: yeah. The police officer on the scene tells them that the guy is William Turner. Who was a patient at the hospital two years ago. The girl's a nurse, Emma Balding. And she doesn't know Turner. Turner wants to see his psychiatrist, which they've sent for, but not told Turner he's coming. Doyle calls out to Turner and tells him that Dr. Brooke is on his way. And at that point, a police car pulls up and Dr. Brooke gets out. Now, he tells Doyle and Bodie about Billy Turner, that he was sent to him about two years ago by his probation officer, but he's depressive and he tried to kill Dr. Brooks. He blames Brooks for his illness. Could he still
1: want you dead? Asks Bodie. Could this doctor be any more doctorish as well?
0: No, he's very doctorish. He is very doctorish,
1: yes. I I, I have to point out as well that spending your afternoon filming with your hand inside Pamela Stevenson's blows, I mean, I can think of worse days, can't you?
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. Every day of my life.
1: (laughs) What is worse than that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: mean, yeah, I think about it.
1: Oh, I am thinking about it, yes, and so is everyone else, so... Uh, You can send your donations to (laughs) Collingwood Wood (laughs) Curve.
0: (laughs) What what would the donation be, though?
1: Alcohol, probably. (laughs) If they listen to this podcast, probably a grenade. A grenade. A grenade. Yes. You can stuff it inside your own blows. That that's not as much fun. So you've got a blows. Who hasn't? (laughs) That's fair enough. (laughs) All right.
0: Uh, In answer to uh, Bodie's question, it's possible that Turner could want the doctor dead. Brooks says he must see Billy, but Bodie and Doyle stop him. Now, Bodie comes up with a plan involving a white coat because Billy would have seen Brooks wearing one and might associate it with him. Two police officers push a large dustbin towards Billy. Who want that job? Who wants that? (laughs) He's like, so what were you doing? The The guy with the gun and the grenade. I want you to push this very large trash can Towards them, just keep pushing the bin. <laughs> what are they doing? And when he shoots at you, run. Well, that's part of the plan. Push the, the big Bodhi's bin towards them. him. <laughs> yeah, because because body knows what he needs it. He's going to use it later. That's part of the plan.
1: All right, okay, all right. You don't see those bins anymore yeah, either. There are another seventies thing that are gone as well. Those great. Remember, we used to have those at school.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Those
1: big massive metal bins that they used to have. I'm sure, they were dangerous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you fall in one or get thrown in one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, they don't have them now because the new ones have to fit on the back of the
1: yeah, dustbin trucks. Yeah, right? they lock on, don't they? And they tip in. them up. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: Surely it's better.
1: <laughs> Bring back the 70s.
0: No, don't. Oh, God. Now, now, you, now you sound like one of those YouTube I know, commenters. I know. Ricketts. <laughs> Do you remember those? <laughs> uh, <what>? Mass unemployment. <laughs> Terrible food. So much better back <laughs> then. Bodie shouts to Billy that Dr. Brooks is here and then in a few minutes he's going to come over there and talk to him face to face. Doyle doesn't like this plan. We should tire him out. Oh, yeah? What if his left hand tires first? It takes four pounds of pressure to keep a hand grenade lever down. Not much, but after an hour it feels like eight. Then twelve, then cramp sets in. And suddenly it's raining nurse Emma Balding.
1: You know what? It's 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 really good lines and Bodie does come across as like he's slightly more um experienced, doesn't he? In this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, the idea is that like Dial is the the painter. Mm-hmm. Bodhi is the ex-mercenary.
1: He's the guy that's got, got the hands-on experience. You can, you can throw all the theoretical stuff at me as much as you like, but I know what things are like when you get right down to it. That, that kind of attitude, yeah. yeah.
0: Dial finally agrees, and Bodhi puts on the white coat. Dial loads his rifle. Bodhi doesn't know how far he gets before Billy twigs that it's him. Dial takes aim, and there's a little banter about whether Dial's up to getting the shot in. But apparently Dial's a sharpshooter, mm-hmm. so that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. you got to say, though, that um, how those if he puts those glasses on, Bodhi, he's not going to be able to see a thing, is he?
0: Yeah, I thought that because they are massive. <laughs> yes, they are, yeah. It'd be, it'd be, yeah. <laughs> it'd be, he puts them on, he's like, whoa, whoa, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Stumbling around. <laughs> uh, he's a, yeah, he says, uh, Billy, Billy walking towards the <laughs> trash can, talking to the trash can. <laughs> Why aren't you moving, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> he like, leaving the car park, crossing the road. There's cars like swerving out of his way. Where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> Bodie, come back. Yeah, it is a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the glasses the doctor wears are fake. They're just made there to look him more doctorish. Well, I mean,
1: they do look fake. It does just look like plain glass when he puts them on. <laughs>
0: Ah, maybe like Bodie's putting on and goes, "Oh, I know your secret." Ah,
1: yes, yes.
0: So Bodie approaches with a knife behind his back. Mm-hmm. Suddenly Billy realizes it's not Doctor Brooks. He goes to fire. Doyle shoots him, hitting Billy in the shoulder, and he slumps down. But drops the grenade into Emma's shirt. She screams and struggles to find it. Bodie runs towards her. He grabs Emma, but she's hysterical and he can't get a hold properly and can't find the grenade. So he slaps her.
1: Call HR at this point.
0: He... <laughs> well, I think we've got bigger problems than that at this point. He cuts the shirt open with a knife. He grabs the grenade and throws it into the large metal dustbin. And then he dives on top of her to protect her.
1: <laughs> Do you know, I have suspicions that this whole scene was just devised so that they could rip Pamela Stevenson's top open and get a good shot of... Uh... <laughs> You know, <laughs>
0: is it is it a plan you're going to try at work? Um, just to suddenly yell grenade for no reason and leap on somebody? I
1: think I might, I might, probably be arrested. Possibly <laughs> could, could, could be. So I don't think I will. No. I think the problem with this scene isn't so much what he does in this, what you've just described. It's her reaction in a minute. I think. Oh, okay. But explain yeah, it and yeah, then we'll talk about Because so far, it. what
0: he's yeah. done, it, what he's done is fine up to this point. I mean, you know, it's what he had to I do, guess. right?
1: I guess.
0: So the grenade explodes in the dustbin. Now, he gently ties her shirt back up to cover mm-hmm. her. It's your lucky day. Nurse Balding says, Dial doesn't normally do that.
1: And it's the, it's the look on her face, I think, that... That is probably questionable, I think. Because she kind of... Would she really, in this situation, she's just been a... She's probably traumatised. But the look on her face says, ooh, this guy's nice, isn't he? He's just slapped her in the... Just, he's just slapped her in the face and ripped her top open. And she's... He's just saved her life, Yeah, but Paul. she's, she's traumatised. I'm pretty sure the last thing she's probably thinking is, can she get a date with this guy?
0: Well, maybe her look was that of a traumatic victim. And maybe, ah, you're confusing it with a date from your <laughs> previous experience with the women you've been <laughs> with <laughs> who have given you a traumatic experience look and you've got oh, this date's going well.
1: Yeah, I can see where your problem is, I don't know is, what you're Paul. talking about. I've been married for a long time, so I don't know. I don't, know, uh, I don't remember that far back.
0: Um... I'm sure your wife
1: still gives you that traumatic look. <laughs> Every day. I and you misinterpret it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even touching that one. Um Go on say it. That's what she says. <laughs> no, it wasn't, no. No, I just think um I don't think this would I think if they did this scene today it'd be very different.
0: Yeah, just that end yeah. bit, I guess. Yeah,
1: it's the end bit more than anything, I think. It's not it's not it's not the ripping the shirt open like, because it's I mean, there's a reason why he had to do that. It's it's the way that she reacts right. afterwards. I think is.
0: But the tying it up is okay yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. That's nice. And then it would then it would end the. Yeah, he
1: does kind of do it with, a, with his tongue firmly in his cheek, though, doesn't he? When he does it. His cheek. cheek. Oh. <laughs> Stop trying to lead me. I'm not. I'm not going there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So we cut to the prison with Henry and Charlie. Charlie tells Henry that he's springing him at the weekend. He leaves his brother and gets in the car. Over the radio, they hear the news about Billy Turner attacking the nurse with a grenade and that the grenade is believed to be one stolen earlier in the week. It's a good
1: thing they got in the car just at that moment, isn't it?
0: Well, they would have heard it at some point. What do you want them to do, drive (laughs) around for an hour and then finally it comes on the radio? I,
1: I, I get it.
0: Why are you going for, for a realist <laughs> version? They're just like listening to songs, <laughs> talking about the weather, his mom, the gardening. And then it comes on the radio after an hour. Meanwhile, we're sat there watching it going, this episode's a bit long, isn't it? This is a bit you know, different. Just driving you know, around. if Zack
1: Snyder had made it, it'd be in slow motion and it'd be four hours long. So, you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: that is true. Yeah. Yeah. And in a weird IMAX ratio. <laughs> for no reason night, at all.
1: <laughs> with a yeah. tagged-on ending that made no sense. Yeah.
0: That's true, yeah. with the actors, 10 years exactly. after they filmed it, exactly. looking different. Yes. So we cut to Bodie and Dial staring at Billy. He's bandaged up and sitting in what seems to be an underground cell. He looks pretty well for someone who's just been he shot does. in it's the shoulder. It's almost like
1: he hasn't been shot in the shoulder. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Bodie takes his gun out. We're back at Charlie's farm and they're quickly shifting the weapons and Charlie's cursing Billy. But his friend says they won't tie Billy into them. Not right away. Mm-hmm. We will eventually. Back at CI5, Doyle and Bodie are chatting, seemingly ignoring Billy. Bodie says he's shacked up with a doctor in East Africa once and every time they did it, she checked his pulse. To see if you're still alive, replies Doyle to see how soon I'd be ready to do it again. (laughs) Billy watches them, nervously. It's revealed that Doyle has done life art classes, which Bodie ribs him about. You had a nude holding an apple. I bet you'd only draw the apple.
1: This must all seem very familiar to you, Colin. Why, were you
0: once a nude (laughs) model holding an apple? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was an embarrassing... Uh, Class, I turned up for uh, class. I sat down at my uh, easel with my little chalk (laughs) pencils and stuff, and then you turned up nude, holding an apple. Grinning at you. Very weird. Grinning at you as well, yes. Oh, is that what it was? I thought it was just the cold. (laughs) Wind. I mean, I assumed it was cold in there. Yes,
1: that's my excuse.
0: Cowley enters. He reads Billy's record. Small time crook. He says that the doctor has signed him fit to be interrogated, but lay off the shoulder. Doyle looks at the paperwork. This uh, doctor's signature looks very much like your writing, sir. Cowley snatches it from him. That's a file copy. And lay off that shoulder. He leaves. Billy is really nervous now. Mm-hmm. I want a lawyer. Why, son? Do you want to make a will? Smirks Bodie.
1: <laughs> There's also um, the line, all girls are nice girls if they're still warm and under 50. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Doesn't he also say if they, if they'll put out? Yes, he does. Yes. Or is? Or, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. he does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the seventies. We keep saying do we, that, don't we? Do, we? do we? Do
0: we? Do we conveniently
1: just skip that I think bit? think yes. <laughs> and I yes and I drew attention back to it. <laughs> yeah, draw attention. All right, all right. So, Carolee in his office massaging his gammy leg. <laughs> gammy leg,
0: which which vanishes in the second series. <laughs> oh, does series. it? Anomalyze. Does it
1: really?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they just don't bother with it. And even Gordon Jackson didn't understand why it was written out, but he says that it, it was no longer in the scripts and directors no longer bothered about it. So, at some point, someone must have said, let's just get rid of that idea. And I can see why because it stops him doing any of the yeah. action stuff, and then later in the series he gets more involved. Oh,
1: that's interesting. Maybe, maybe he went between seasons. Maybe he had it taken out.
0: That's what I, I'm assuming. He, he went for the operation they yeah. mentioned in this episode, yeah. and it worked, and it was a success, and he's great. Also, did you know Gordon Jackson was teetotal? Really? Yeah. So all the what he's like guzzling whiskey in all these episodes—it's just tea. Yeah, it's not that he has anything against
1: it. He just doesn't like it. Doesn't like the taste. Doesn't do anything for him. He's stiff and in pain. So he pours mm-hmm. himself a drop of scotch. It's medicinal. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always say, anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Bodie and Doyle enter. Billy has talked or gobbed, as Doyle puts it. Yeah.
0: By the way, like my, my back injury. It doesn't hurt or anything. I wish it did, because then that would justify me drinking.
1: You don't need justification. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're your own man. You can do what you like. You don't yeah, you don't true. have to justify yeah, things yeah. to yourself. Well, what are you, my coach? You imagine if I was. <laughs> dead,
0: <laughs> I want my money back.
1: <laughs> you got this new coach, he was dead after two weeks. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. No. <laughs> Billy has admitted that he got weapons from a job that he did for Turkle. Cowley wants to know if the police are going to search Turkle's place before getting grouchy and demanding that the boys have a drink. That's my kind of workplace. It is, yeah. You'd like that as a boss, wouldn't you? Oh, can you imagine that? Yeah. Even a boss that you get you get sort of, you know, shit from all the time and then goes, oh, have a drink. All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> In
0: fairness, when I used to work for the NHS, it was kind of like that.
1: Well, I can't comment on that, obviously.
0: So. Well, that was a long time ago. It was like 20-odd yes. mm-hmm. years ago. It's changed. It's much more... Sensible. Boring. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sensible. Yes, <laughs> yes. So if Billy's like a teenage relative of these turtles you know, and he's a bit weird, does that make him a teenage mutant hero Turkel? No, a ninja. Oh no, not in the UK.
1: That's right. We are we are firmly in the UK in this, aren't we? So, yep, yes. yep.
0: No, no chakras allowed.
1: Nope, no, nope. no what?
0: Nunchackers. Oh right, okay, okay. Just, just, just they just used to go with empty hands for some reason.
1: <laughs> yes, they did. Like they would disco or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Disco or like monkey. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh monkey, monkey magic. Yes.
0: Cloud turns up. <laughs>
1: So, is overcome with pain, and he has to lay down. Bodie remarks that Cowley should have the bullet in his leg taken out. But Cowley says that there's no guarantee that he couldn't lose the leg as well, along with the bullet. They figured a way. Obviously, between seasons,
0: yeah. Between seasons. Also, would it have been that bad, though, like if you had an artificial leg? I guess in the 70s, a pretty...
1: Yeah, pretty enough. It's probably just a wooden design. leg, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah
0: a wooden leg it's not a pirate Paul it's not the 18th century <laughs> yeah here's yeah. your it's your wooden leg it's a par- it is a parrot put that on <laughs> no 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 we're not taking the piss just just do it
1: <laughs> that will be a turn up for a, a new season of professional stars he's got a parrot peg leg yeah uh, eye pack. everyone's
0: switching his scotch to rum oh you guys
1: you'd still watch it though oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Would. yeah. I would I would they discuss what job Turkle could be planning and Bodie and Doyle then tell Cowley that Billy said that whatever it is, the top cop, not top cat, is involved. I did, I, first time I watched it, I thought he said top cat. Boss cat. Boss cat, yeah. I thought Officer Dibble was going to turn up. <laughs> it was
0: called boss cat in the UK.
1: He was boss cat, yes. It's
0: top cat over here. Mm-hmm.
1: But for oddly, I still knew he was called top cat, though in the credits in the song did it song. sing top yes. cat
0: was the the song was That's top it. cat but the credits were That's boss right, cat yeah. right because there was a cat food called top cat in the UK so they
1: couldn't use it yeah right okay that makes sense does it <laughs> not really <laughs> <laughs> does it <laughs> body says that it sounds like he's talking about the chief commissioner but Coley doesn't like the sound of that and orders them both out. Yeah, doesn't like the idea of a corrupt he doesn't. top cop. I know. As they leave, Bodhi asks Coley if he'll check him out all the same. Coley sighs and admits that they did well today, even if they did break all the rules. Mm-hmm. So is he, referring, is, he, rules. is he referring to the fact that Bodhi didn't approach the job the way that it should have been approached when he saved the nurse?
0: I think he's talking about that he's wearing that shirt with that yeah. jacket. It's just not. Oh, acceptable. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's to do with it. Yes, it's to do with the nurse because Doyle's plan was by yeah. the rules and Bodie's yeah.
1: wasn't. Yeah. Later, the police, along with Bodie and Doyle, are searching Turkle's house, but it's clean and he's gone. Bodie antagonizes the police inspector, insinuating that he's on Turkle's take. You CI5 boys think that you're the cat's whiskers, don't you? He sneers at Bodie. That's an odd turn of phrase, isn't it? The cat's whiskers.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: dog's bollocks? That would make more sense, wouldn't it? But I guess that wasn't a phrase back then. Really? You think, it? Do you don't think dog's bollocks was a phrase in the 70s? It, it, if, if there's ever a phrase that, that seems like it should should have been come from the 70s is dog's yeah, bollocks. Yeah,
0: but I can't imagine a police officer saying that. I can imagine Bodie saying it, but not a police officer in uniform on the job saying dogs bollocks. So, cat's whiskers would be the alternative to saying
1: that. Okay, so you think he's been polite? Yes. All right, okay, okay. Also fits in with our top cat conversation a second ago. It does, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we're at the right end of the cat, replies Bodie. Good line. Nice. Yeah, yeah. There is one small thing, says the inspector. That's the rumor," quips Bodie. Yeah, he doesn't stop, does he? he? Doesn't, Bodhi's keep... like really laid into this guy. Yeah. Sounds familiar. It's almost like you. Colin. <laughs> uh, how you lay into me before the show starts? That's right. I'm so mean to you. Yes.
0: I, I mean, the cheekiest thing I've done so far is call this a show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, <laughs> that
0: was very big of me, wasn't it? <laughs> Show shambles, it's a very fine line at times. It is. Oh, what well, you can't see is the, the the dancers behind me <laughs> and the 40 uh, foot studio that I'm in.
1: <laughs> it's wasted, isn't it? Completely wasted. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: yes. crazy that I do it every time. <laughs> I come out to the microphone, a light switches
1: on. And it's all missed, it's all gone. Nobody sees it. No.
0: Pointless, pointless. Pointless.
1: But you, you get, you you feel like you're achieving something. Obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: a little thing. Yeah. <laughs> neither of us know what that is, but. <laughs> nope, nope. Can't
0: can't put a finger on it. No, wouldn't want to. Yeah,
1: uh, neither would I. Uh, the inspector, no. the inspector has found a police button.
0: You mean a button off a police uniform? You don't need a button marked police <laughs> and presses, and then all his coppers turn <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, wanna yeah describe it a little. <laughs> Hit the police More button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's what's this? This blood? I just. Ooh. <laughs> really should suppress that. It would come in handy, though. It would, yes. Little care turns up, and all these keystone coppers mm. fall out.
1: Yeah. Turkle and his men are playing cards in their hideout when Dapper comes in, dressed in a police uniform. He scares Turkle half to death by putting his hand on his shoulder. In a kind of your Nick sunshine way,
0: doesn't he? Yeah, he's taking the mickey.
1: Uh, Dapper just gets a slap for his trouble.
0: He does. It's weird, right? Mm. I thought that this guy was the normal one and his brother was a bit weird, but turns out they're all
1: nuts. He's got that crazy eyes though,
0: hasn't he? Isn't that a song from uh, Dirty Dancing?
1: (laughs) Crazy (laughs) eyes. (laughs) That's one for our Dirty Dancing fans out there.
0: <laughs> Hundreds of them.
1: Yeah. Just to say, we're never going to cover that. <laughs> Ever. Oh, we're,
0: not, we're never doing Dirty Dancing. No,
1: we're never doing Dirty Dancing. I'm putting my foot down. Do a bit of, bit of Dirty oh, Dancing. Oh, I wish people could see what you were doing then. It was very good. A bit of Dirty Dancing. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. In his office, it's morning, and Carolee has been working all night when his secretary brings him breakfast. That's nice. What's he been working on? His alcoholism. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah.
1: You've had those nights, haven't you?
0: (laughs) Well, I was just thinking, like, I'm going to call you Cowley from now on. (laughs) I think everyone in your workplace should call you Cowley from now on.
1: I'm as sober as a judge.
0: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's not saying much. Have you seen him?
1: (laughs) Yes, I know. She gives Cowley a computer print off of the circles. And remarks how bad they are. It makes you wonder how there's only one of them inside. She says, "It's a bit of a eureka moment for Kylie as he picks up the phone."
0: Yeah, so she solves the case.
1: Yeah, he does nothing, and no, she takes no a waste of a night, yeah, and she gets none of the credit. It's definitely the seventies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had eight hours sleep. Exactly. That's why she solved it. Yeah, ridiculous, Ridic- ridiculed his whole idea. I Doyle runs to Bodie's flat. He rings the doorbell over and over again. When a girl dressed only in a shirt answers the door. Would you mind not bending the bell, she asks. Bending the bell? What does that mean? Well,
0: he just he leans on oh, it. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Because so, he, he does, doesn't he? He just keeps pressing. He doesn't let go. He just holds it in all the it, time. It
1: just felt like a, an odd thing to say, bending the bell. Have you never used that phrase? No.
0: Hey! Stop bending the bell. Ne- I use it all the time. Do you?
1: But but then I have a huge selection of bells. Sorry, sir," quips Doyle. "Sir," she says, "you must be blind." "No, just diplomatic," he answers.
0: None of that makes any sense. He doesn't. Though. I
1: know. I know. She's clearly not a man. No. Yeah. Well. And
0: even calling a woman sir so is not diplomatic. Unless because she's wearing a shirt?
1: Yeah, makes no sense. Doyle finds Bodie still in bed and he tells him to get up for work.
0: It's like a job you want, isn't it? That you get to sleep in. I assume that it's not a normal work day.
1: Like it's a Saturday. No, or I something. guess it's like, you know, if they need you, they need you, kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The girl, Betty, is less than impressed when Doyle lets slip. How much Bodie has told him about her? We see Bodie and Doyle screech away. It turns out, oh, it turns out that the girl was annoyed because she wasn't actually Betty after all.
0: Yep, it's
1: quite funny. I like yeah. that. Yeah, she's very good. This this actress in the small role that she's yeah she's got yeah yeah. Carly fills Bodie and Doyle in on what he thinks Turkle's plan is. He's going to bust his brother out of prison by pulling an exchange job. He thinks Turkle will try to kidnap the Home Secretary and use him to bargain for his brother's release.
0: It's a good plan. It's not going to work in a million of some no, days.
1: No. It, it, you actually think about the plan, in, like seriously think about the plan. It makes no sense whatsoever. No.
0: No, no, no. You know what he's doing. He's bending the he's bell. bending
1: the bell, yes. He is, yeah. But Curly has the Secretary's itinerary and they're going to shadow him. The secretary has a personal commendation to award someone, and Coley wants CO5 to be there. Bodie shows Coley the police button, and he looks alarmed. So, wait, is this button connected to an alarm, <laughs> or is it
0: just a button? And why are they carrying it around with them? That's a long wire this, this button's it,
1: got. It, yeah. And it was the 70s, so it, it wouldn't have been wireless, would it? Nope, no, absolutely. Huge not. cable. Would have a huge, huge cable. cable dragging massive, along the street.
0: Yeah. Massive. It's just a guy on reeling it going, oh, I wish they'd just put this button down somewhere.
1: So Turkle's two men, dressed as police, drag Turkle into the police station. They pull a gun and proceed to lock down the station.
0: Yeah, because they try to pretend that he's a prisoner at first, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part of the plan's not too bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. But. In fairness, it's pretty much like any of those plans that people did in the 70s. They are kind of not thought out how they're going to end. Mm. Like if you think of the film Who Durs Wins, how was that going to end up?
1: It was always going to end with everyone dying, wasn't it? That was the only outcome they were going to get. Yeah. 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 The rest of Turkle's men arrive in a van. Bodie and Doyle pull up across the street and watch the station. All seems fine from the outside. And They watch a woman go inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of Turkle's men, posing as the desk officer, deals with the woman, but she's a bit suspicious at their behaviour, I thought. She doesn't quite... She, think, she gives the impression that she thinks that something's a bit odd, and then she just walks out anyway. Well, I thought this yeah, was going cause... to go somewhere. I thought they were going to use this woman at some point. But, I um, thought they would they would
0: question her and say, like, was everything yeah. okay in there? And she'd be like, well, he, he forgot to actually yeah. bring out the form and didn't seem to know what he was doing. But they don't. How did he know which form to give her as well? He didn't. He just grabbed one. He didn't show her the form because he says to her, I'll fill it in later.
1: Right, okay. You just got to sign anything then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and she's not going to know. It's just a form. You just sign it
1: it. It would have been... It would have made more sense narratively if they had a questioned her when, when she came out just to see whether everything was normal inside. Yeah. I, I thought that's where it was going, but, but it did But didn't. they don't, yeah. No. Bodie and Doyle watch her leave, musing that if Turkle was going to make a move, the right time would be now, between shifts. The bad guys could already be inside. Not that's wrong. That's true. No. But Carolee's got an idea. Carly is going to pose as the Home Secretary with Bodie as his bodyguard. It's a good plan. So Carly gets Bodie to put on a suit, which he makes him go and buy. I I, I assume.
0: Uh, he, I think he rents it.
1: He rents it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Also, should they they have a conversation about how, like, does anyone know what the Home Secretary looks like?
1: That's right. Yeah. That's why that Carly decides uh, he could be yeah. me. Yeah.
0: Because uh, it, it's fair enough, because I was thinking like, okay, so who's the foreign secretary of the UK at the moment? Hmm. Um. Yep, don't know. Don't know what they look like. Don't know who they are.
1: Exactly. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that the prime minister was Boris Johnson, you probably wouldn't know him either, would you? <laughs> I mean, no, it's, you know.
0: it's, it's just one of those things. You just don't yeah. remember him.
1: Yeah, and it, I would imagine it was even more so back then when the media wasn't as accessible as it is now, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cowley warns Doyle that if they're not out in two minutes, then they've also become hostages. Looking out the window, Turkle sees Bodie and Cowley pull up outside, and then we cut to inside and they're already hostages. Yeah, happened quickly. It did, it did. Outside, two minutes have gone by, and Doyle gets on his radio to HQ. Shouldn't they have gotten the radio before going in there and told HQ what they were doing?
0: No, because they didn't want to give the game away. Because if the people inside had noticed all the streets had suddenly gone quiet before they'd even...
1: Oh, you mean because they didn't want to lock lock down everything too soon?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Right, right. yeah. It's got to look normal to everybody. Turkle wants Kylie to read a statement to all units over the police radio in the station. It's basically a demand to release Turkle's brother or bad things mm-hmm. are going to happen to everyone in the station. Yeah, bad things. Bad things. Hearing yeah. this on the radio, police head to the station, sirens blurring, and it's the old Nina, Nina siren that you did expertly a few minutes ago, Colin. Yeah. I You know, I had a, a, a toy police car when I was a kid. And if you blew into its exhaust pipe, it made the noise, Nina, Nina. If if you blew... Into the exhaust I, pipe. Are you, sure
0: that wasn't, are you sure that wasn't one of those bags that they used to give you when you'd <laughs> been drunk driving, Paul? <laughs> no. no, it was it was a toy police car. You blew into it. You blew into it. Yeah. So it wouldn't make the noise when you were playing with it, right? No. Like driving around. You had to blow that it. That was the strange thing.
1: Noise. You had to lift it off. It didn't make the noise when you rolled it along the carpet, but you had to lift it and put it to right, your lips right. to blow... To make the siren, yes. Yeah. Or oh, I did try and do well, it while I, while I was pushing it, but it didn't quite work. So you lay on the ground. Yeah, yeah I did. And I then d- push it with your mouth,
0: <laughs> Well, what what's funny is that what you don't know is that's how those sirens used to work. There used to be the police officer on the passenger side would have a tube, and he would just be blowing <laughs> continuously to make the siren sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they they switched. Eventually, I know
1: it was low tech in the seventies, but I didn't. I didn't think it was that low tech.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's why they're always red faced. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the booze. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because they're blowing into these tubes to make the. Uh, that makes sense. Sound. I'm pretty
1: sure I was probably red faced, blowing into it as well as a kid.
0: I'm sure you were. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Doyle intercepts the car, telling them to kill the siren. He tells them to block the end of the street. Doyle speaks to Turkle on the radio. Turkle wants a plane, an escort, and his brother. I presume by an escort, he doesn't mean, uh, you know, a nice, nice lady. lady. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, probably not. Doyle says that
1: he'll take time.
0: Or, or, or maybe he means the car. It's
1: the 70s. Maybe he wants a Ford Escort. Classic car, yeah. yes. Doyle says that he'll take time, but Turkle gives him one hour, or bad things are going to happen.
0: Where are they going to land this plane? Well, in the this is the
1: thing. I, 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 <laughs> I, was good. I assume
0: he wants a car to take him to the plane, I suppose.
1: Well, I'll mention that in a minute. Okay? Because there's a line that someone says that makes you think where they think this plane is going to go. Okay. Doyle orders another officer to have a car collect Turkle's brother when a high-ranking officer arrives. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He
0: tries to take over.
1: Yeah, so this officer tries to pull rank on Doyle and take over the situation, but Doyle politely shows him his warrant card. I presume that's what it is.
0: Yeah, 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 because yeah, this policeman's a complete ranker.
1: He, he definitely is. And Doyle's card plainly states that his authority outranks the officers.
0: Yes, yep, mm-hmm. that's what it says in print. Read the small print, I think he says.
1: He does, he does, and this this guy, as you say, he um, he's a bit pompous. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside things are tense. one of Turkle's men notices that there's no traffic moving up or down the street.
0: Yep. No people going in and out of the shops.
1: It's just dead outside.
0: Yep. No birds flying. No I'm, squirrels. I'm
1: glad you said flying. No I thought, dogs. I thought I know where. We're talking about the 70s, but, you know, come on. No,
0: no, no leaves blowing. <laughs> no, no. No wind.
1: No wind. Carly tries to reassure Turkle that it's just a, a new system to avoid public panic in this kind of situation. But Turkle is suspicious, and he orders a man to have a better look around from upstairs.
0: Right, yep, so he can see further up the street, mm-hmm.
1: I guess. A car arrives carrying Turkle's brother, who no longer seems like he's cracking up, does he? He's, he's he's with it all of a sudden. Yeah, maybe maybe it was an act to I think get it his was brother to spring him. I think it was. In fact, he's actually gloating about how Charlie has gotten one over on everyone.
0: Yeah, maybe. Ah, okay. That explains something then. Mm-hmm. When we get to it, I'll all talk right. about it. Okay.
1: Doyle snaps a shotgun into Henry's face and says, come with me. As they head off, the disgruntled police officer from before seems to soften a little bit, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, because uh, I think Dial says to him something like, uh, you you remember the Official Secrets Act, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, you don't say anything you're seeing here. So the police officer's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. you seem to be uh,
1: yeah, doing what you're going to do. So that offers help. That's right, and... And the officer says, if there's anything that he and his men can do to help. No, replies Doyle. And he drags Henry off.
0: Now I've got a vision of a Hoover with a face being dragged off.
1: <laughs> Why? Oh, Henry.
0: Yeah. Hen- Henry Hoover.
1: <laughs> We've got a James, actually.
0: Wait, what do you mean you got a James? That's the name of your vacuum cleaner? Yeah, it's called James. Is it the same family as Henry?
1: It is, yeah. It's like his brother.
0: Oh, so they have different ones, but they have different yeah. names. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: we got a James. Oh, a James.
0: they have a different face?
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah. Looks different than a Henry. Yeah. Oh. different color as well. Oh,
0: does it? Yeah. D- different mother.
1: Different mother. They don't talk about that yeah. though. <laughs> he's the illegitimate Hoover.
0: <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's the one that sucks. In the station, Turkle's man comes back down and tells him that he still couldn't see anything. Bodie suddenly crouches down, saying that he's tired. And Bodie's eyes, lose Collins' eyes at this point, are just, uh, just intense, aren't they? He's fixated on Charlie. Doyle drags Henry around the side of the station. He points his shotgun at Henry and shouts that he has Charlie's brother. they hear inside and Charlie thinks that he's done it. But where's the escort or the plane? asks one of his men. And this is where I thought, where does he think the plane's going to land? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Why, why Won't you hear it? They'll just fly one over the top just so you can hear it. <laughs> it's going to land in the street. Folds its
1: wings in so it doesn't hit the shops. Exactly. Exactly. Makes no sense. But then again, he's a henchman, so. Yeah. Yeah. Coley tells them that part of the new system is no compromises. Charlie wants Doyle to bring his brother out, so that he can see him. Slowly, Bodie reaches into his boot and removes a gun. Mm. Yep. Doyle drags Henry out in front of the window, aiming the shotgun at his head.
0: He trips, and blows his head off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoops! The end. Well,
0: his plan's gone wrong. <laughs> uh... Well, nobody saw anything. Great first
1: episode. Great first episode, guys. Well done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody saw a thing.
1: Coley distracts Charlie and his men, telling them that nobody will ever know what's happened here. That's why the street has been blocked off. Coley smiles, takes off his tie and says, I'm not the Home Secretary, just someone doing a job. Mm. The game's up at this point. It is.
0: Throughout the scene, did you notice that Lewis Collins in the background is bouncing slightly up and down? He is. He's He's. he's kind of... Um, like, he's building yeah. the energy yeah. to, to do what he's got to do. I thought yeah. that was really cool that he's doing because it it, it, It's like psyching himself up slightly, and you could see him just, like, going, whoop, 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 getting ready to go.
1: Yeah, he's, he's getting everything, all his muscles ready. He's getting everything. He's getting the, his, his mindset into that place, isn't he, that... For when he he's needs gonna to go. go. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty neat that he was doing No, that. it was. No, it was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Doyle, still pointing the shotgun at Henry's head, reminds him that he's still waiting. I was distracted here by the Mr. Chippy shop in the background.
0: Oh, you were watching
1: the shops? Go ahead. Yeah. It, oh, Yeah. Okay. I just, I just thought, hmm, I could do with some of that. So, suddenly, Bodie springs up. And he runs out of the room. This confused me for a second because I thought he was going to do something in the room, but he just runs out of the room.
0: Yeah, he's like, bye, Carly. See ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you. you get on shot. Your own.
1: <laughs> you See you, old man. Carly tells Charlie that one shot from him or his men and Henry is dead. Yeah, Carly tells them how good Bodie is and that he could clear out the rest of Turkle's men in the cells easily. But if just one shot is fired then Doyle will kill Henry. It's interesting yep. that they choose not to show what Bodie's doing as well.
0: I mean, maybe Bodie's just, like, in the bathroom. Hiding. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, blow over in a second. And if yeah. he doesn't, everyone's dead. Doesn't matter either <laughs> way.
1: Cody's going to be dead, so there's nobody to blame me, is there?
0: Yeah, you know? no one to blame. Oh. Everyone else is going to be dead, so <laughs> no witnesses.
1: I've got to say, this. this is what I was talking about when we started, this is a great scene for Gordon Jackson. I think he's, Mm -hmm. he's really powerful and it's a shame that, um, that the actor that he's, that he's opposite, the guy playing, um, Charlie, it, you kind of feel like compared to what Gordon Jackson's doing, he's just mugging to the camera. Oh, all right. I,
0: I didn't feel that way, but I can see your point.
1: Hmm. He's just so good. He's just, he's, he's, he's in a different class, I think, Gordon Jackson in this.
0: Wow. I, I knew this would be a Lewis Collins loving. I didn't realise it would be a Gordon Jackson
1: loving. I didn't expect it either. He took me by surprise. That's how he likes it. <laughs> 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 Charlie, sweating and crazy-eyed again, levels his gun at Carly. It's tense. Doyle and Henry outside hear Charlie's voice from the station saying that they're coming out. The doors open and Charlie and his gang step out, throwing down their weapons. The police move in and they arrest them all.
0: Yeah, and Henry gives Charlie a look that now I think he realises that Charlie's not as nuts as he thought he was.
1: I, no, I didn't see that, so that that missed me.
0: I saw the look, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that look's about. And then you mentioned how mm-hmm. he doesn't seem as crazy as he was in prison. I was like,
1: oh, I wonder if that was the look. So do you think that Henry was playing Charlie in the prison? Or do you think that they were yeah. both in on it? I think I think he was being played. Right, so that he knew that if he played him enough, then he would do something about it to get him out.
0: Yeah, he would try to spring him, right. and then... Okay. You know, it doesn't matter if he's caught, because he's just going to end up back in prison anyway. Yeah, yeah, and he
1: can play the crazy route again, can't he, as well? Yeah. Oh, oh, I never thought of that, but yeah, that's interesting. Bodhi and Cowley step out. Bodhi gives Cowley his hat. Permission to be admiringly insolent, says Bodhi. You're a brave old bastard. Permission denied, says Cowley. Anyway, it's inaccurate. I'm not brave. That's a good moment. Yeah, and again, I thought that was very Bondish as well. You can imagine that in that that being between M and and Bond, can't you?
0: Yeah, if Emma had done something yeah. involved yeah. in the film, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, even if you know the the
1: ones with um... Pierce Brosnan, yeah, 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 I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Doyle opens the car door and Cowley cruelly gets inside. He drives away. And Bodie and Doyle take a walk down the street. I'm surprised he didn't tell you to take back that suit, says Doyle. He did, says Bodie, And that's where we're going. It's not the ending I expected for an episode of Professionals. What
0: were you expecting?
1: I was expecting more of an action-packed ending. I didn't expect it to be Hmm. so um, peacefully resolved.
0: Yeah, I think... Later series of more action. That's one of the things that LWT wasn't happy with,
1: right? I think that's what took me by surprise because my memory and I, and bear in mind, I haven't seen the professionals in a long time. My memory of it as a kid that it was action packed and it always ended in a in a gunfight or a car chase or something like that,
0: right? So this was yeah. this was yeah. this was There's, good, yeah. And and uh, the ending, while it has kind of. Strains of Starsky and Hutch in those like laughing, funny endings. Mm-hmm. It's not as, um, tagged on as it feels like is Stasky and Hutch. No,
1: it's, it's not as tagged on, and, and they don't overegg it either, I don't think. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's basically just two yeah. lines. You know, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ends. So, as you just said, that is the end of this episode of The Professionals. So, Colin, and I think I know what you're going to say, but. What did you think of the professionals?
0: What a travesty!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's it gets better um, because the relationship between Bodie and Dial starts to relax more in later seasons, and uh other series, we get more action, more explosions. And it, it is an action show. It's not a deep thinking show. Let's be honest about it. Um, But as a pilot, I think it hits the floor running. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. It's got everything you want. It's got some action. It's got an explosion in it. It does. It's got that 70s, um, I'll say charm. Other people may use a different word for that.
1: I I I see it as that cold seventies grit.
0: Yeah, think, let's go with that.
1: Yeah. I I like that. I, I, because it it is of its time that that and, and you don't see it anymore.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. All the all the actors are excellent in it. Mm-hmm. It's got Pamela Stevenson oh, in what, it. I mean. You yeah, Pamela Stevenson can't say anything wrong about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So for me
0: Yeah, it's a hit. Definitely.
1: I pretty much agree with everything you said. I, I liked it a I I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Um yeah, it's dated a little bit. Some of the attitudes of some of the characters certainly wouldn't fly today, but that's not that doesn't concern us, does it? We are retrospection no. at the end of the day. Yeah. I thought Collins and Shaw worked well together. Um, as I said, there was a lot less action in it than I expected, but I think that's down to my memory of it. It was a really fun story. I loved the music. I thought the music was fantastic. It not not yeah, just incidental the incidental music. Yeah, the is incidental great. Yeah. incidental music is fantastic. It's got that gritty nineteen seventies UK look that we've talked about before, and various things that we both like. I know we do. Right. Gordon Jackson again. As I say, was fantastic. He was the standout performance in, in the episode, and I'll definitely, definitely watch more of this. Um, it's a full-on hit for me. Loved it. Well, it was fantastic.
0: Oh, great. Buy the buy the Blu-rays.
1: I think I may well do, actually. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah.
0: used to come with a book. I don't know if it still does.
1: Well, I'll let you know. So. Well... Uh, uh, has it? i oh, just
0: trying to think. Has it been a while since we've had a hit? No, maybe only one miss recently. I think, so, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it, but it feels good, right? It feels nice yes. to have a have a good ending. It's yeah, it's... a happy ending. Yes,
1: I love a happy ending. You I do. Think. Yes,
0: and that's what got you in trouble in the first <laughs> place. But thank you for listening, everybody. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you download this podcast because that really does help and also increases other people to find our show. And thank you to our current Patreon supporters. Until next time, goodbye.
1: Bye.